Welcome to Stationary Adjacent, a podcast at the intersection of analog and digital productivity. I'm Justin Twyford and joined as always by the future Prime Minister of England, Stu Lennon. Good morning, Mr. Prime Minister. How are you today? Uh, Mr. Twyford, I have decided that it would not at this time be in the nation's best interest for me to serve as Prime Minister. Um, but thank you for the thought. Uh, no, I'm very well, mate. Um, I'm looking on in bemused amusement at uh, the goings-on at Westminster. Um, what can you say? It's, it's, it's a great system tested over time, a democracy that has endured for thousands. Oh, what a complete horlicks they're making of ill. Bless them. Um, still, uh, by the time this goes out, uh, we will be very close to having a new prime minister or an old prime minister returned. <gasps> no, surely not. Good Lord. Anyway, enough of that nonsense. How are you, Justin? How's Canada? Oh, it's it's busy. Very, very busy. So we have that thing called fallout here. I, I know you live in the Mediterranean. Uh, that means you switch from the uh, no duvet to the slight little duvet. Mm. But up, up here, there's all kinds of stuff that I've discovered have to be done. Projects that I have to do before winter sets in. And winter is approaching on my app next week. So uh, I've been recalking uh, siding. I've been uh, cleaning and resealing decks. I've been installing uh, air compressors and linkages that, surprising to me, you can't just go and buy off the shelf. You actually have to buy all these different components and make your own. Mm -hmm. uh, so this weekend, I get to test out my new air compressor. I have a big stand-up 60-gallon noisy thing, and I get to blow out all my irrigation system. And it's it's just crazy. It's it's so busy. And then after that, it will be cold, and I won't want to go out anywhere. It's it's so cold at the moment, Stu. I, I actually was debating putting the heat on in the house yesterday. Ugh. Good heavens. Well, there's, there's a whole thing going on in the UK where people are, they're in that stage now where they're playing chicken with the heating. Mm. So they're sort of sit sitting there freezing, wearing coats, going, no, 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 we can make it to November. We can make it to November. But partially because of energy costs, um, I mean, everywhere, but in the UK are absolutely astronomical. So um, there's going to be some horrible decisions that people are going to have to make. Um, and well, I mean, if, if we have a government, then I suppose the government may intervene in some way, shape or form. Who knows? Mm. Wow. Crazy stuff. Yep. So wherever you are, good luck um, cleaning up your leaves and putting away your patio furniture and not freezing. Uh, I actually took a warm shower yesterday because um, I didn't actually want to break down and put the, the heating on because <laughs> it's, it's, it's principle of the damn thing. And for me, it's, it's the same unit as my air conditioner. So it's like one click, one button, and it changes from cold to hot. Mm -hmm. But I didn't want to do it. I, I I'm sticking it out at least until the weekend when I think the high on the weekend is like five or six degrees. Burr. Oh, very burr. Uh, how's the weather in Cyprus? Are you guys cooling down a little bit? Are you um, well dealing with all this winter stuff? We're, we're now we're now at duvet cover time on the bed. Uh, still, still no duvet as yet. Um, but it's uh, we, we've had just now. We've had three or four days of rain. Um, and, uh, rain in October is very unusual. Um, but when it comes, it's very committed. I mean, it, it's proper rain. It doesn't mess about. So, um, floods in all the towns, um, everybody gets to discover that their houses were built for the sun and not for the rain. You go, Oh, there's a new leak. Um, and if you, if you call in a tradesman, he'll generally say, well, have you thought of buying a bucket? Um, <laughs> which which is nice uh but it's now sort of returned much more to normal so we're at uh 20 well it's 22 degrees now i think we we're at 25 earlier oh lovely i think the low overnight will be about 17 degrees so it's still still very clement i can't complain um although i probably will because that's it's kind of my thing hey, you can almost walk the golf course in those weather uh, well, that, I mean, that's it's always my preference. I can't walk my golf course because there is, um, there's one from 
green to tea is about three kilometers. You have to you have to cross a ravine, so you have to go all the way down to the bottom. So it's a buggy only course, the one I play on at the moment. Mm. <laughs> yes. We have some of those up here. Mm. Anyway, what do you got for follow-up this week, Stu? Uh, for, well, um, probably our, our most common source of follow-up, uh, good old Lisa S. Um, she's been she's been tempting me, Justin. Uh I, I have put a warning in our show note, whether that will make it to the show note is Justin's call, but uh, clicking these links may cost you money. Um, so Ugmunk, uh, who we both use their analog uh, sort of system of cards. Uh, uh, Gather is quite uh, an old collection of his where it's, it's desk accessories, essentially. Um, but he's got a sort of modular system that you can put together and he's now adding sort of shelves and, and stuff to it. So um, just be careful. If you, like, if you like a bit of desk porn, you can end up spending money there. Um, and one that I hadn't heard of, I guess this is much more uh, your side of the Atlantic thing. Um, it's a website called Levenger, um, which has all sorts of uh, desky accessory type stuff made of wood. So definitely definitely right up my alley oh shopkeepers inlay pen case oh that's 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 pretty yes be careful um i think it's quite easy to spend quite a lot of money there um so that was that was the good feedback the 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 bad follow-up would be well the crm saga um i'll try and give the abridged version um uh, regular listeners will remember that I was testing a system called Bigin, which is provided by Zoho, which is much, much, much less expensive than Daylight, which was the one I was looking at before. Um, <laughs> I noticed that if I sent an email directly from the CRM to a client, which is you know a feature, um, that email would not sync to my email client, which in this case is Apple Maps. Apple Maps, Apple Mail. Um, Are you geolocating your email? Is that it? Yeah, well, it could be. It could be. Uh, somebody will be, that's for sure. But I was thinking about it. I was thinking, well, it's not the end of the world. I've got the email. I know it's there. But what if I don't want to go into the CRM and I just want to be in my email client? It's a bit weird. So I, I got in touch with support. I'm on a free trial um, and just, you know, raised a flag and said, well, this seems a little bit weird uh and i got a, a, res- a reply the next day um there's a there's a time zone thing zoho is india based um and so next day i had a call with with samuel lovely chap and we did a little bit of yes can i take control of your computer i thought mm, i'll go on then um so i let him in and he had a look oh. around and went yeah definitely doesn't work and i go yeah yeah i think we're agreed on that um then uh, we we ended that call. I uninstalled all of his all of his remote control software, um, and the weekend was was off. You know they were off. I was off. That's fine. Um, and then sort of nothing happened, and I kept dropping him an email. And the thing is, I think I know what the problem is. I think I know what the issue is. Um, I won't bore everybody with it, but it's a DNS thing um, on my uh, on my domain. I think. Um, because they've given some very loose instructions of what needs to happen, but not uh, specific enough for someone who doesn't like playing with his DNS to risk playing with his DNS. Um, and so I, I've said this to them a couple of times, and you know, on email, I've said, "Look, what I need is somebody your side who knows DNS. Get on the phone. We can amend my DNS and see if that fixes it." Um, and the the support guy, Samuel, he's just ignoring all that. And so every now and again, like once every two days. It's not on his script. Yeah, once every two days, he sends me an email saying, could you try it now? Sure. <laughs> so, so I try it, have a look round, wait, 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 have another look round, wait. Nope, definitely not working. Send him one back, say, nope. Have you spoken to anybody about the DNS, Sammy? Which he then ignores. Um, and so while this was all ongoing, uh, it's still ongoing, in fact, um, I thought, well, this is, this is probably a lesson. It's true. Uh, this is, you're beginning to understand why the other one cost a lot more money. Um, so I went back and signed up for the other one. Uh, so I'm now a daylight subscriber 
Um, I'm paying for it by the month, which is more expensive than paying it for by the year, but it gives me that sort of, you know, get out if I want it. Um, and yeah, I'm very much enjoying it. Daylight uh, for Mac. CRM for Mac, iPhone and iPad. Lovely. There you go. If you're signing up for business services, yeah, you certainly get what you pay for. Uh, mm. Some of the businesses that I use use a online bookkeeping tool because they're they're small businesses sure um and the questions that i've i've asked of them um when i i sort of came into the business and wanted to do certain things and you know even even things like can we not call it plus and minus can we call it a debit and credit so people understand mm. oh well no the system isn't designed for accountants like well Jeez, um, it's it's an accounting system, isn't it? You know, um, because it's it's so crazy. If you're doing an increase and a decrease, you're trying to remember. Well, what is this an asset? Is this a um, decrease it, your pluses? Yeah, well, that's that's exactly it. It's like, okay, what what am I doing here? It is so counterintuitive. It's not even funny. Sure, but yes, the the answer that I got from the accounting software is this isn't actually four accounts. Go figure. Mm. Well, I suppose that that means they, but it's cheap. That, yes, there's a, there's a lower bar for competence, and in fact, getting things right because it was never really intended for an accountant. Yeah, mm, exactly. Mm. All right. Speaking of uh, rants and raves and all of that stuff, Apple Watch Ultra feedback. Oh, jury's still out. Oh, um, I'm yeah. It disconnects on my wrist frequently. Disconnects. What does disconnect mean? So you know how on you go to your Apple watch and it says, I'm not going to tell you anything until you enter your password. Yeah. It does that frequently. So oh. part of this may be that it's a bigger watch, bigger sensor, sits a little differently. I have tattoos. I have a tribute to my wife. I have a dragon under that wrist. So, oh, no, uh, sorry, that's the wrong one. Uh, no, I have a, a dragon on that wrist, and it's uh, it's done in black. So, you know, perhaps that's one of the things that I know used to cause problems with it. Um, it's also bigger, so one does sweat a little bit more underneath it. Uh, the solution for me, well, of course, I, I do this Justin's way because there's only one way to do things that throw money at the problem. Somebody told me that once. <laughs> so the problem I've got is I have to cinch up this strap. I got the Alpine strap, which is basically it's one big loop that has a Velcro part to it. And if I cinch it tight, it stays on and is wonderful. Uh, the problem is though, this new strap design that they have is causing a little bit of, you know, me sensitive, but I'm getting a bit of a, almost a rash, I guess, from the, the sweat under the big watch. So I went in, just ordered from Apple, a different kind of, I can't remember which one it is, the big orange one with the loopy, um, metal parts that go on it that a lot of people are rocking, um, that I didn't want because it kind of makes it a bit of a look at me statement. I didn't mm -hmm. really want to have that. I was going for subtle. It's the divey one, isn't it? Or the high key one or yeah. I know yeah. I got, mean. I got the high key one. I think this is the divey one. So, hmm. um, another 130 bucks, uh, to Apple for let's try this. Um, but yeah, you know what I'm doing, Stu? Um, I am taking my watch off at night and sleeping with my old watch for sleep tracking on the other wrist, which is absolutely useless because I have this silly big battery. Mm. The idea that I don't have to take it off all the time to charge it, I can just leave it on. It doesn't work. So anyway, jury's still out. I'm spending even more money on this because, gee, that's how I rock. But mm. uh, we will see what happens on that one. I just thought I would share that. Yeah, I think, I think next time you're in the coast, I'm sure you've got this scheduled in you need to be you need to be seeing an apple fellow and saying i say oh boy not quite certain this thing's working properly because it shouldn't be doing that i mean it shouldn't be disconnecting on your wrist yeah well as i say if i if i have it close to, if i have it tight it's fine but if i have it loose it's just loose enough that it breaks a connection i think mm. so uh, again uh, 
Now I think it's because I have to have it tight. The strap doesn't work. But they recommend that you wear it light. I mean, that's the thing. They recommend that you don't have it too tight for it to read properly. So, uh, yeah, I've always had that. And I'm guessing it's probably to do with the tattoos. But hey, you know, uh, not much I could do about that at this point. I was going to say, I'm going to get tattooed on my wrist. So I hope that doesn't doesn't uh, wipe out my watch. But mm, mm, okay. All right. Scary. Scary mm-hmm. stuff, man. Also, I got some listener email follow-up. Uh, Gene, who was listening to our podcast going backwards, and we mentioned mm-hmm. him a couple of weeks ago, he also pointed out his moving forwards at the same time, so he did actually hear, hear our shout-out. And uh, yeah, he had some lovely comments and pointed out, yes, Stu is very good at accents. I agree, mostly because Stu has a funny one to start with. But anyway, I won't say that because that would be mean, right, Stu? Oh, that's lovely. Look, there's no need to be like that, isn't it? Um, yes, well, uh, as, as I think has been explained before, I am a mongrel. My father was Scots-Irish. My mother is Welsh-Cornish. So um, <laughs> depending on which part of the family we were visiting, there were all sorts of accents, including Bristol, which I know triggers Justin, so I can use that for a bit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thank you, Gene. Always nice. I, I love the sound of my own voice in whatever accent. <laughs> I can't even do a a good Canadian one very well. So anyway, there we go. Ah, All right, then. Come on, let's let's get to it. Let's get to some work. Some tool of the week stuff, Justin. What have you got for tool of the week? All right. So I've been playing with the Focus app from Setup. Um, I don't know if you tried this one or seen it. Um, I've I've looked at it and gone, oh, I don't know. I get really nervous of what I call the nanny apps. It is a nanny app. Uh, It's designed to sort of block social media during your work time. Mm -hmm. But what I figured I could do with it is I can block access to email during focus time blocks. And you can set as many of those as you want. It's kind of like a forced Pomodoro. Mm -hmm. And it's actually working surprisingly well for dovetailing with my time block planning because I can't look at email even if I want to. And I know, I I mean, part of the reason I don't have email on my phone is because I was sitting one day checking email almost the way that some people would, if you're into Facebook, check a Facebook feed. Mm. Oh, let's check it and see what's news coming in. And so I realized this is a bit of a weakness of mine. I've got it turned off uh, of my phone. I I don't even have, I deleted Apple Mail. But this actually is great because for hours out of the day, I can block my email apps from being open. They can open them, but they just refuse to see it. So it is nanny-ish. It is completely overkill for people that have a modicum of self-control, but certainly has been enlightening for how many times I would check in, not regularly, but you know, after you finish, you know, okay, I've done this task, I've done sort of a Pomodoro for this, then I'll check in. And now what I've really done is I've locked it off from, I can check in in the morning and I can't do anything till lunchtime. And then I lock it off till the afternoon and I give myself an hour at the end of the day to respond to emails. And boy, has that been surprisingly liberating and I learned a lot about myself. So Mm. if you have self control issues, if things like that, uh, you know, especially working remote, that's one of those things that I guess you kind of have to get into a little bit more. Oh, who's trying to get a hold of me? Um, I've, I've kind of fallen into that. So really good app for helping me help myself. How about you? What are you up to? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, the first thing I would say, um, as, as we discussed last week, the important thing there is that discipline, is that system. Um, because it's curious, this is most unlike us. I've got the opposite problem. Um, I've had to create a task, a repeating task, to remind me to check one of the email accounts at the, at the end of the day because I kept forgetting. And so my sort of zero notification system meant that people were emailing me on Monday and I was getting back to them sort of, you know, 10 days later. I was like, no, that's that's really because that, that's a corporate email address. So I was like, mm, okay, mm. need to start checking that account. That, the reason I'm so uh, reluctant to is because it's in Outlook. I think that, that just the very mention of the name makes me twitch. But um, 
Oh, yeah. yeah it, it's that system of saying, I will check email at this time because that is my email time. And get get that going with whatever tool works for you. I, I think it's great. Outlook the other day. You, you'll love this. Uh, not only is it annoying enough, it uh, threw a pop-up because I use, I use Outlook for work email too. Mm-hmm. Um, it threw a pop-up at me asking me to rate Outlook. Tell them how many stars and why. Um, <laughs> this would be zero because you keep putting me pop-ups, was it? That one was the lowest I could go, but yes, okay. uh, that was pretty much my response to that. As you can imagine, I'm now on a very limited time to get back to people for corporate jobby job stuff and outlook, looking at that and saying, no, I don't want to be dealing with your please review us. I mean, it's Microsoft. You know, it doesn't matter what kind of crap you guys put out. We have to use it because it's work. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I don't if think it was a matter of choice. I don't think anybody out of, uh, well, especially Mac users, but most people out of any choice would look at Outlook and say, oh, there's, there, there's the email system that I have been looking for. Anyway, rant over. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's so so widespread. When um, I finally got my wife to 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 move on to an iPad from um, you know computers that she'd been using at work, um, she she looked at the email um, icon and went, um, "Where's Outlook?" I said, "Sorry." Oof. She said, "Where's Outlook?" I said, "You don't have Outlook. You've just got an email thing there. You just click on that. And it's got all your email in it." No, that's not email. Yeah, yeah, no, that's email. No, no. Okay, hang on one second. So I downloaded Outlook for iOS for a went there. Perfect. Because that's all she'd ever known. You know, it didn't look like email to her because she'd been brought up in, you know, corporate UK and every every computer and then eventually every phone had Outlook on it. <laughs> I, you know, disappointing. I, I guess it's never a good thing when you can actually make me speechless on a podcast because that just means <laughs> I've got to clean up all these dead spaces of things that I, I don't have anything to say, Stu. <laughs> all right, Stu, let's save me. Please tell me what your tool of the week is. Let's get off Outlook rants. Okay, so uh, my first one is for Outlook. No, um, my uh, okay. I'll take us on a little bit of a journey. I used to have. I came from the same world as my wife. So um, everything was uh, PC based and I used Outlook and everything was run on the Microsoft suite. Um, and then as I went out on my own, um, I, I gradually got a little bit more modern. And so I moved to Apple type tools without requiring all the sort of corporate bells and whistles and naively assumed that the clients would, would be cool with that. Well, listener, they're not. Um, clients want everything in Word or in Excel. Um, they want everything to look corporate to feel corporate uh, They're not interested in the fact that you're on your own, that you're a small business. They want you to pretend to be a big business. So, <laughs> so as I've been you know, pushing hard on Lime uh, over the last few weeks, I've said, oh, okay. So I've essentially I've reinstalled a whole load of things that I uninstalled a few years ago. So um, I wanted a, an an email signature that had all of the things that I personally think you shouldn't have in an email signature. Mm-hmm. I had to get them into my email signature. So I wanted a little uh, Twitter icon, and I wanted a little LinkedIn icon, and I wanted a company icon, and I wanted some color. I drew the line at a picture. No, you're not having a picture of me at the bottom of the email. Oh, that's um, a very European thing to do, pictures. I went, wait, I'll tell you what, you go to these websites just in the, that do the email signatures for you. In fact, there's one in the show notes. Um, and yeah, a lot of them are like, oh, well, put your picture. It personalizes it. Everybody loves it. No, they don't. I'm here to say, no, they don't. Nobody wants to see my face first thing in the morning. Trust me. I mean, married twice and neither of my wives were particularly enamored with my face early in the morning. So um, it, it, look, these, they make some wonderfully pretty email signatures which mostly get wiped out by corporate servers anyway. But hey, they want to see the logo. And in the UK, uh, this doesn't happen across your side of the Atlantic. You, uh, you must, at the bottom of any correspondence from the company, including email, 
by law, you have to include the company name, the company registered address, where it's registered, uh, i.e. which could be England, uh, so England and Wales, or Scotland, or Northern Ireland, and you have to have the company number. Every single, in theory, an email from your phone has to have that. Now, most people just put, this is from a mobile device. So if you want the real stuff, go to my main device type thing. But in theory, you're supposed to have that. So I have all that. And then, of course, um, I don't think it's fashionable anymore, but you used to have six lines of text that said, please don't print this email. Uh, And then another six lines of text that say, if this isn't for you, don't read it, destroy it, and kill yourself. Um, And then you have, um, if you have read this and it's not intended for you, then, well, kill yourself first and then, then, then get someone else to cancel you. I mean, it's all this dramatic nonsense. But if you are going to have to have one of these things, then I would say go to these guys. Um, they're pretty cool. MySignature.io, I just built a little signature. Mine's still quite minimal, um, but it's got my logo. It's got that text that I've got to have for the company thing. It's got a link to, the, to my website. Uh, it doesn't have my email address because I can't, I can't bring myself to put my email address into my email signature. Um, and did you uh, have to pay for this or is there a free version? There is a free version. I, I've paid because uh, like you, if there's a cheap way and an expensive way, phew, show me, show me the expensive way. Um, no, it g- gives you a little bit more flexibility. Um, and as part of that, um, my client base is in the United Kingdom. Um, so I now have a London telephone number that they can call me on, uh, which is not a London telephone number at all. Uh, it's a, Forwarding service that goes uh, through to wherever I send it. So between hours A and B, it goes through to my mobile phone. uh, And then other times it goes to a specially recorded voicemail. Um, And you can have all sorts of, you know, phone trees there. So I could have it going to Claire for a a few hours. I could could have you answering my phone for me, Justin, if I wanted to. Um, Oh, that'd be fun. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So, yeah, press three for accounts. And you would then answer Justin Twyford, Lyme Accountancy. Um, trust me, folks, Justin and I are going to take over the world. Um, but yeah, it's toll-free forwarding. I, I think, what do I pay for that? I think I probably pay uh, seven or eight bucks a month, which gives me, uh, I think, 70 minutes worth of forwarded calls um, and a load of voicemail types. I mean, it's, it's plenty for what I need it for. Um, just because it, it can be a barrier to a client. They see they, you know, they see something on my website or on my LinkedIn, then they click through, oh, he's in Cyprus. Mm. Yeah, not sure about that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, because he's, he's the anti-money laundering guy that's taking all the money and buggered off to Cyprus. <laughs> well, I, look, my standard line when I'm talking to clients is, if you want to see, see money laundering in action, <laughs> I'm in the right place. Um, <laughs> And they all go, ha, ha, and I go, you see, there we go. It's, it's all intended. Um, so yeah, that's, that's that. I've got, I've got that done, both those things. Um, I've got, I think I get five signatures for the price that I've paid. So, you know, look out for a new funky signature on all my three emails, I imagine. Um, and then what else? And oh yeah, Daylight I've signed up for. So um, that's, there's a chunk of little expenditures there. I was going to say, how's that uh, monthly cash flow going again? I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that your rent came in from the house because you're, you're, you're getting as bad as me over here, Stu. Yeah. Well, those, those are services going out of the business and, um, yeah, I mean, daylight is significant, but time you add VAT into it, you're talking like 50 bucks. Um, so, you know, it needs to, to generate, um, some return. And of course it won't generate return. The only thing that generates return is effort. But daylight acts as my kind of nanny. Um, it, I get the wagging finger from from daylight, so I I set up the the follow up routines and all of that stuff, and uh, and I allow it to notify me because that's the whole point of having it is to say, "Oi, <laughs> you sent these guys an email. They haven't come back to you. Get on the phone." <laughs> joy, joy, joy. Crazy. Speaking of money, I, I I've. The recipient of two new pens this week because I spent money. Two new pens. This is this is this is frittering of the highest order. I completely approve. Tell me about these pens. One of them was a recent purchase. The other one was a disastrous 
pre-order that should have been in early September. I think I bought it in August. Wow. Was expecting it September and got it last week. So yeah, not, I'm, I'm having issues with pre-orders, but I won't rant about that too much because that's just, but both of these pens, I'm sparkling Stu. Aren't you indeed? (laughs) And Stu, Stu knows me well enough to know that my, my, my normal look is not Sparkling. This is wow. So th- the first one is a uh, Bennu pen. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you've uh, seen any of these or in person. Yes, I have. Um, uh, the last London pen show that I did, I was next to the Bennu table. Mm. So this one is a brand new one for a company out of, I think it's Georgia down in the States. Uh, Trumfe, or I'm not sure how you say their their name. It was kind of a special deal that they did, but it's absolutely lovely. It is a, a brown acrylic pen called Venus's Hair, uh, and it has well metal sparkles in all different colors uh, going through it. Apparently, this is modeled after a real rock that has these metallic. Uh, strings in them um, that it's it's just fantastic. It's kind of a mm. a coppery a coppery brown color with sort of uh, rose gold and gold sparkles in transparent sections, but it's not consistent. It's inconsistent all the way through. It's absolutely lovely. Um, it's just a steel nib pen. It's just a cartridge converter, but it's lovely. And I filled it up with after my rant last week about. Um, um, picking the right ink to try it with Mont Blanc toffee Brown. Mm. The other one that makes this sparkly pen look tame is this one called a Leonardo. Mm. Yeah. I, I think I've got this thing for Leonardo pens. I just, uh, may have pre-ordered in another custom pen part of the, uh, Vancouver pen club yesterday. Um, where Oof. the Vancouver pen club every few years gets together. Um, We've got a member who's got a friend who is the owner of Leonardo. Uh, so he does these big, long vacations in Italy, has this conversation. So we get an option to have a pen that is not currently available in a material that's not currently available. So anyway, I ordered, uh-huh. pre-ordered one of those probably be yeah, months before I see that. But um, I found this Galaxy Prime fountain pen which, oh boy, I don't even know how to say that. It is every color under the rainbow. Yep. I even see the green in there. It is, uh, what's that called? Like diamond cast that really, really sparkly, shiny stuff that comes through. Um, literally I took a picture of this and put it on Instagram and the picture looks like hell because there are so many sparkles in it that you kind of have to see the video of me turning it in the light. Um, it is so not anything that I would normally go for. Sure. Yet it's absolutely beautiful. It's the colors are just crazy in it. Like it is so bright. Uh, you turn it one little direction and you get more sparkles of different colors and it's just really, really cool. So I'm, I'm apparently uh, going through my color stage, Stu. So it would have been, I'm looking at both pens and the links and I, I would say to people, I don't usually do it myself on non-podcast, but go, go and have a look at these pens. These are worth following, particularly the Truefire. They're amazing photos of the Truefire. Um, but <laughs> they are both in your face pens. You are not taking those to a board meeting, are you? Let's be honest. No, no. Uh, especially not the, uh, the Leonardo. I mean, that one. Just, yeah. Wow. Uh, and and I threw, I threw Mont Blanc Royal Blue in there. I'll just, I'll just disclaim with that. Uh, the interesting part, this is a, it's not a, it's a steel nib, but it is a coated steel nib. So it's actually a black in color. Um, and usually I find those coated steel nibs to not write as well. Mm-hmm. This one is an amazing writer. So really impressed with that. Leonardo's they're, they're Italian. Uh, they're a bit like Ferraris. They're temperamental at the best of time. They're expensive. They're pretty, and they're temperamental. <laughs> <sighs> All right, Stu, what are you writing with? Uh, something a little less, um, well, big 
and broad and in your face, I think. Yes, quite. I mean, I am. I mean, mine's bright, um, and I'll I'll take my nib over yours. But um, yeah, it's a a Sailor nineteen eleven, um, a bright yellow one, um, which is uh, it's a lovely pen. It's very bright. It's again, it's a departure for me too. I don't usually have bright colored pens, but I quite like this one. It was my first Sailor, um, and I've got that filled lovely with, and yeah. and very yellow. Yes, it is very yellow. Um, and it's filled with Wagner from the Diamine music set, which is a sort of mossy green. Again, not very corporate. It's not dissimilar from your colour in our show note, which is no good to anybody listening, but it, it helps you. Mike. It's a sort of lighter <laughs> version of that. Um, it's a green. It's a green, everybody. Just, <laughs> yeah, uh, Stu and I colour code our, our, our topics or our, our notes so that we know who's doing what and we don't get confused and tread all over each other so there we go Stu's blue i'm green there we are you see behind the scenes stationary adjacent if there we go uh so yeah i'm using that and i'm still uh, i'm still loving my pencil or, or my pencil extender the uh the ferrule from maker's cabinet that big chunky brass thing that's great mm-hmm. uh, that sort of lives on my desk semi-permanently you know as my oh. pencil that would go in my pocket in case I ran into a bear when I'm walking Coco. Exactly. Cool. Wow. We're, we're, we went bright today. This is not like us at all. Mm. It'll soon pass. We'll be back to darkness. Probably politics in my case. Oh, I could just look out the window and it's uh, not even, well, I can't even see if it's, uh, if the sun is coming up. That's, that's darkness enough. <laughs> hey, speaking of darkness. Planner season is coming up. Oh, yes. Mm, planner season. Now, you've got a couple of things here because I, I'm curious what you use personally, but also as a stationary vendor, um, what does the planner market look like nowadays? Do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, well, I mean, I got into the stationary business in 2017. So um, I took over a very small website, which is still pretty small. Um, and they sold no dated planners at all. And I didn't change that. Nero's has sold one set of dated planners. They were uh, by Trig. Um, they were sort of, you know, very specific sort of planner layouts, uh, sort of turquoisey book. Uh, we sold them for a couple of years. We sold them reasonably well. But for a small stationary business, um, planners are a potential business killer um, because you have to buy, of any stock, you have to buy you know, a reasonable amount uh, if you want to get a reasonable discount and therefore be able to sell them at a reasonable price to, to the consumer. You've got to, you've got to commit. And the only way to make any money off dated planners is to order less than you know you will sell. So uh, if I know that I've got 150 people that will buy planners, I'll buy 100. Um, Because you don't have to have many unsold to wipe out the margin on all the ones that you did sell. Um, And that's the bottom line. Um, It's really, really tough business. And uh, if you're a big retailer, it's okay. Because you turn around to the big manufacturer and you turn around and say, yeah, sure, I will take some. Uh, and those that I sell, I will pay you for those that I don't, I'll send back. Um, if I try and say that, they go, no. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, no, we've, we've never carried a white, a a broad range. We, we did have the trig. Um, uh, we're not carrying the trig this year. I'm not sure if they're making the trig this year. Um, we do carry, uh, one other, which is the standard memorandum, uh, which is designed by a guy called John Contino. It's got a fabulous backstory because it's based upon um, little memo books that he found belonging to his grandfather that he found in in the attic. Cool. Uh, And they are tiny little books. So um, they're they're kind of half a pocket-sized notebook. Oh. They're they're tall and thin. Uh, The sort of planner that anyone can stick with (laughs) because you, you get maybe, I don't know, 10, 10, 12 words per day. Um, so it really is a weather report or a feeling or an event. Um, you, you don't have an awful lot of space to get carried away. Uh, and lots of people buy those. They're 
relatively low cost so i can afford to you know to buy a bunch and if they don't go they don't go but um they i was just talking to uh the new owner of the company that is selling uh those books uh just this week in fact um and he is in business with john contino the the designer so that's going to be exciting we're going to have the, the new range of those um and i've used those in the past because they are so sort of low investment that even if you forget a couple of days it only takes you 15 seconds to catch up um because um, I, I, I suspect as later on we'll get to the point where we both have issues around sort of these commitments. We have commitment issues. Is that what you say? <laughs> well, when it comes when it comes to journals, yes, I think we probably do. That's fair. To uh, say. Journals and apps and stationery and pens. That yeah, we've got commitment issues. Oh dear, yeah, you, you're worrying me now. I'm feeling undermined. Hmm. All right. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm, I, I kind of uh, see the, well, we have, I don't know if you have it in Europe as much, but Hobonichi season out here is uh, oh, yeah. a big thing sort of coming, what is it, September 1st or something like that. And mm -hmm. it's very, very hard not to get caught up in it. But mm -hmm. I do think, like, like you said, that retailers out here under stock what they know they will sell because it's a, it's a gold rush trying to get the Hobonichi that you actually want. Yeah. I mean, Hobonichi, um, they were, when I, when I took over, uh, Bokken notebooks, my, my initial thoughts were I'm going to become, um, the Hobonichi guy for the UK. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get hold of uh, the range and I'm going to push them and I'm going to build a community around them and it's going to be great. And I got in touch with, uh, Hobonichi who directed me to um a wholesaler um and the wholesaler said yeah we can't we can't supply you and i said okay why not um because i mean i was offering i was offering very very tough business terms justin uh, here, here are the terms that nero's offers people we pay up front oh that's tough uh, and we pay our own shipping that's it so we will pay you all the money we'll pay to ship them to us and there you go there is no risk to you. So I, I was a little bit put back when somebody said, oh, no, I can't supply you. Why not? Uh, Hobonichi insist that retailers um, have a retail presence. Mm, it's a Mont Blanc problem. Yeah, well, me being me, I turned around and said, well, I've got, I've got an office. I can open the door. It's fine. And they went, well, all right, well, that might kind of work. I said, okay, all right, so let's, let's get it on. They said, oh, the other thing... You have to take the entire line. Hmm. Uh, now, if anybody wants to go to the website, um, the, the link will be in show notes. <laughs> go to the Hobonichi website. That's a lot of line. Um, that's a lot of notebooks. Um, and big skews, big skews. Yeah. I, and the other thing was, you know, I really, I, I objected to the, to the way that they were pushing, you know, you've got to be, you've got to be this, you've got to be that. I'm thinking, look, what I want to do is offer your product to the consumer that wants to buy it. And if you're going to try and dictate to your consumer, you're, you're going to struggle. And I, you know, I think ultimately that will undo them. But, um, for that reason, I, I never got into to carrying them, but I do like using them. I've got to say they are lovely little things. Hmm. All right. That's, that's a good segue into what are we using? Because sounds like you actually do use a planner. Uh, yeah, I, um, I've, uh, so the brief overview, I think we've done this before, but I used to use a planner at work that was my sort of Bible at work. And that gently got sort of superseded by all the, the digital versions. Um, I used a thing called a day timer, uh, which is an American brand. Mm -hmm. Um, so I still have my nice uh, leather case sitting on my shelf behind me here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had different sizes, different cases. I had, you know, I don't know, 10, 12 years worth of archives. Um, I, I burnt them all, um, a few years ago, actually. Um, they're a sort of filofaxy type thing. Um, and they're great. They're lovely. They're, they appeal to the sort of person that likes stationery because it's all neat and organized and you've got a space for everything. And you, you can be modular. You can put in different pages and different amounts of pages. Oh, it's very exciting. 
Um, I, I also used to use Filofax um, for, for the same reason, really. I've got some lovely Filofax covers. Um, but as I got out of corporate, corporate stuff and got more into multi-potentialite life, uh, digital wins um, because you need to be available and accessible and, um, and syncing with multiple people in multiple places. And that's really difficult to do analog unless you've got a personal assistant who does it all for you, who would probably just do it all digitally and then transfer it into something analog anyway. Um, so I use planners uh, predominantly as journals. I might use them for things like habit stacking or um, just, you know, tracking things, but predominantly for journaling. And I've got a couple of years where I've reasonably faithfully kept a Hobonichi um, the A6, you know, the original Hobonichi, because that's for, for a man, a man with a big nib, if you'll excuse the expression, um, you don't have to write that many words to fill a Hobonichi A6 page. Um, and so I used to manage with that. Okay. This year I haven't, um, what I'm using now is a sort of, um, it's a concession to reality, which is I like to write long journal pieces sometimes and no journal pieces at other times so i use a, mm. a freeform book um i was using a stalogy um i don't know if you've come across them a stalogy 365 which is formatted but it's formatted so faintly that you could just ignore it um and i'm now using an unformatted book so i'm using a bomo art uh leather bound journal uh, and a big boy as well it's uh it's a b5 Oof. Um, so yeah, it's it's a chunk of paper. This thing, um, which we carry it at Nero's. It's, I mean, it's a lovely book. It's like um, it's like old fashioned archive paper. It's sort of vellumy and 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 heavy. Uh, so that's what I'm using at the moment, and I suspect this book will carry me well into the next year. At which point, I'll I'll have another sort of freeform book. What about you? Are you are you still in a planner? Are you going plannery? Twenty twenty three plannery? No, I I actually just looked. I grabbed off my shelf my Filofax. So like you, I had the day planner. I've got, you know, when you invest so much in some of the leather goods, it's really really hard to get rid of these. Mm. Um, and and so I still have mine, and I haven't used it in a few years. Uh, and then I went to a Filofax, uh, and again invested in the beautiful leather cover and i use it quite religiously and i just grabbed it and looked and the last date that i have in there weirdly is last year um around the time that i moved and mrs t started her cancer and stuff like that mm -hmm. because i would put in sections of of months so i have up to sort of the end of october in my book i never even put in november december so i kind of ran out of steam mm. last year and and didn't bother doing that this year um you know there's changes in my life that i think as you talked about corporate um you go more digital uh working remote certainly has had an impact on the way I work, uh, because, you know, I, I'm, I'm sitting at my own computer miles away from anybody with this wonderfully big, large, silly, expensive monitor that I love. Um, and the temptation to do things, and we've talked about my agenda and, you know, I, um, I just find that I don't do a lot of date planning in advance and even the stuff that I do. Um, I'm using sort of that analog where I probably would have been using uh, the Filofax before. The Filofax, I was doing some um, block time block planning in it, but it, it really wasn't a great use for it. So, you know, it wasn't quite the, the point of the dated. And so I've just gone to a very simple uh, Leuchtturm A5 now, uh, undated. Um, I do just a very simple time block planning. I do a, an open page spread that has six columns down it. One of them is tasks I want to fit in for the week. Uh, one of those is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So I've got my five days there and I will do a very rough 
time block plan of things that I need to fit in, appointments that I need to fit in, um, whatever I, I, I want to get done, particular deadlines and projects that I want to work on, they will be time blocked into that at the beginning of the week. And that's enough dated for what I need. And, you know, it's, it's not a templated system. I do that manually. It takes me a couple of minutes. I'm, I've just realized that I've kind of got out of planners, even though there are some lovely ones out there. I, I do like the file of facts. I've tried the Hobonichi and it just never stuck. Um, it, it's Hobonichi to me is the new year's gym subscription. You know, mm -hmm. it's, you, you get excited about it with the hype around the release date and getting the cool, beautiful cover which of course then gets put in a lovely Galen leather case that well, still almost new. It's hardly been used at all. And then I, I use it for a few weeks in January and realize, well, it's too small to do anything big and it's too big to fit in your pocket. So it's kind of this weird, it's, it's a beautiful product looking for a business case for me. Hmm. And it just, it just doesn't stick with me. Um, I have tried in the past, Leuchtturm does some uh, pre-letted, pre pre-filled uh, out uh, moleskin. Um, yes, back in the day, I, I had a moleskin, a, one of the larger moleskin ones uh, that had that beautiful feel to it before they screwed up all their paper. Um, and that was lovely to have that as a as sort of a yearly planner. But yeah, my, my focus, I, I, I have commitment issues. I, I tried the Leuchtturm some lines a day, five, five years worth of every day writing just a couple of lines, just a little bit about your day. And I gave up on it because I would forget about it for a week at a time, two weeks. And then I feel guilty because I, you know, trying to go back and put a word about what you did every day for three weeks ago, I can't remember. So yeah, I just have commitment issues and I've just decided for me that an undated, well, dot grid pad is is the best for me. <laughs> How, uh, yeah, what do, what do you think? Are you you're using something similar? We've kind of migrated the same way. Are you using uh, uh, Hobonichi this year? Uh, for 2022, no, I wasn't. Um, I'm in my sort of un, undated hodgepodge of of journaly type things. Um, uh, I don't find there's any value in the dated planner for me anymore because uh, it's all digital. So um, the journaling, you know, the, there are days in our lives when we are really busy living those lives and we don't have time to reflect. And I think that's fine. I don't particularly want a big blank page in a, in a book because of that. Mm -hmm. So um, I literally write until I don't want to write anymore. And then, um, you know, new line, new date, carry on. So um, I've just put a link in the show notes um, in, in true Lennon fashion to, to tempt you. There's, I think I've probably sent you here before, Smithson of Bond Street. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Very, 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 very nice. And, and established in 1887. And uh, well, yes. Pricey. Yeah, the, uh, pricey, uh, the paper is to die for. I mean, it is gorgeous and uh, you know one of these things uh is a, is a thing of great beauty and i used these once or twice um they've got a whole range of different layouts but they are uh, i find completely aspirational so there you have you have a um a soho diary and it will have space for you know possibly one or two appointments maybe luncheon um, which clearly you would have to fill in a, in a broad fountain pen, none of this fine nonsense that Justin uses. Um, and just a, just a few words, you know, perhaps which member of parliament you were meeting, or the lord and lady whose soiree you were attending, that sort of thing. Ah, um, so this got really busy for six weeks for the prime minister and then uh, has a big vacancy in the rest of the year. <laughs> well, indeed, although I, I'm not sure she would have been welcome in many of the places that I'm thinking of. Um, but uh, similar to this, the brother of this, uh, the best sort of 
diary, as they used to be called, or planner, as the, that we now call them. If you want a really aspirational one, and I've got several of these that I've failed to use in the past, get yourself to The Economist. That's where you need to go. Um, I'm just typing it in now because I forgot about this. Um, for years, I... Um, oh, they have the big <laughs> red one, right? That's the boy. You get the big desk one. And yes. I've never tried it, but I've 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 heard about it and seen seen the ads for it from the Economist. Yeah, you have to get you have to get the really big one. That's um, uh, it's page today, or it might be two pages today. Um, <laughs> it's enormous. Um, it's got this really clever sort of double um, double binding system, double sort of. Um, uh, what do I think of rings, uh, spirals, those, those types of things? Um, and it's just mammoth. Uh, they have sort of um, weak, weak page ones as well, um, but they are, you know, they're not the real thing. This thing is 109 pounds. I'm looking at it, <laughs> and it's uh, you can get it in in other colours, but I mean, the Economist Diary is red. Um, and it's it's full of all sorts of interesting information, you know. If you want to to get yourself, you know, the, the distance between New York and London, which clearly everybody needs to know, um, uh, list of um, decent uh, decent restaurants in different cities, uh, population of Uzbekistan. I mean, it's all there. It's all there, Justin. Everything that the uh, the, the great economist might need. Oh. Does it have bonded paper? I can see the watermark in the paper on the Smithson stuff, though. I've, I've still got that page open, and I've kind of zoomed in on it, and I'm like, yeah, oh, that is just so lovely. Oh, the Smith. I mean, the, the paper is very similar in the Economist. It's very heavy vellum paper um, made for a big nib. Um, the size of it, it's 260 millimeters by 210. So um, that's <laughs> big. Honestly, um, you have to move your laptop when you open that thing. Is what I would say to you. So that's uh, what's that like? Ten by ten by ten inches, basically eight by ten. It's it's a fair size. I uh, yeah, it's it's big. Trust me, <laughs> you can get a lot in an economist diary. Um, but that really is a commitment, um, and it is you know if you're if you're the young young person just getting going in business, take that into the office with you. I mean the. At the very worst, you can hit someone with it. What's an office, Stu? Oh, dear. Yeah, indeed. What is an office? Um, so, no, I mean, I'm, I'm right now, I'm kind of, no, I'm not going to get a planner. I'm not going to get a planner. But all I have to do is start talking to you. And already I've got the Economist website open. I've got, because uh, I subscribe to the Economist, um, I've got Smithson open. Um, I've been on the Hobonichi site. I'm thinking, hmm. Smithson, because I do have a couple of uh, Smithson notebooks that are sort of in my rotation that I think might come out next because I do like the paper. It's a very nice blue paper, mostly. They have a very nice line in pink if you're that way inclined. Which I've seen, t I've seen pictures which would indicate you like uh, the odd pink accessory. It would go very nicely with my sparkle pens. Just saying. There you go. I mean, so no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to use one. I don't think. Which is, of course, famous last words. There'll probably be one on the way by the end of the day. Who knows? Boy, yeah, you and I. I'm just actually looking on the Economist because that other one is just lovely. Anyway, um, back to this. Uh, do you use a family calendar? I'm just curious. Uh, uh, analog, no. Digital, yes. Um, we have. Um, Margaret has a calendar, which is her shareable, and I have one that is my shareable. The idea being that um, things that are going to require some sort of commitment for me, i.e. if she's going to be out for a few hours, go into the shared calendar so I can see it. Because um, that tends to be the way we manage the dogs and the cooking and all that sort of stuff. Um, but <laughs> I think, yes, similar to what you're about to say, I'm not sure the wife is 100% bought into the, the, the requirement to be efficient and correct with the calendar. I was just thinking about the calendars. Uh, we had an issue last night where something didn't happen 
and I got the little red notification on the digital camera that Mrs. T had gone and deleted it. It was in the past because it didn't happen. Who cares? Um, but no, we had to go and make the digital calendar correct. We do have a family calendar. Uh, we always, well, for the last, I guess, five years now, four years, have picked up uh, Lassa Apso pictures, the the standard. It's an Amer- maybe it's a, a North American thing, Stu. But you have a sort of uh, monthly, you got a nice picture, and then below it, you've got a month. And usually that's um, magnetically mounted to the side of the fridge and we've we've had one of those uh last year i think it was it was really nice uh my wife went through and there was a local company that you could submit your own pictures and they would do a custom version so we had a year of coco as a baby which was absolutely lovely this year we just have the commercial version that amazon shipped um my wife uses it i don't it's I look at the picture sort of for the first week of the month and go, oh, that's a pretty dog. And then kind of ignore it for the rest of the time. Uh, Mrs. T, we don't, we don't have the separate uh, calendar that's shareable. We have the family calendar. And the family calendar, as I said, my wife likes that just a little too much. I can always tell where she's sitting somewhere and she's bored because I'll come to it and there are all these notifications. And the one thing I hate about Apple is because somebody's making a change on your calendar, you have to click okay to every one of those, mm-hmm. which means that everything that does not concern me that I just need to see once a week, I now have to also see and confirm and click the okay button to get rid of the little red dot in Apple calendar or it just drives me nuts. It's ooh, anyway. So yeah, it's, it, it's something that we used to do more of with technology. And I think that's sort of my, my theme on this for me anyway, is technology has replaced a lot of the reasons that I would have used a planner, a dated planner back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I'm in exactly the same, same boat. Um, I mean, I use dated planners really only because I love them. Um, that's the, that's the only reason I would use them now. And as you say, I, I, I tend to sort of fall out of love with them quite quickly. Although, uh, the, the, I will get a standard memorandum when we get them in stock. I will have one of those because as I say, they're so tiny that you can catch up pretty quick. Um, and it makes me feel slightly better about not using one, I guess. Oh, I'm just looking at the link that Stu dumped in there for the <laughs> Economist 2023 leather desk diary, page a day, red, 109 quid. <laughs> Stu, Stu. Yeah. Shipping to Canada, probably the same. <laughs> suggest. Uh, probably. Yeah. And, and none, of the, um, none of the holidays will line up because it's very UK centric. Uh, no, I think they, well, they, they have quite a lot of different ideas. They might even have a North American version actually. Mm. Stu, um, stop it. Stop it. I spent enough. I just <laughs> bought a silly, expensive Apple watch, um, strap just because, ah, you know, I could, I could see my January being, um, busy trying to see if something grasps and then saying, no, I still feel the same way. All right. Mm. Before you spend my money, let's, let's do some takeaways from this one. Okay. Um, well, as, as I think we've both sort of uh, agreed on, as a work tool, the, the analog planet is probably superseded now. Um, I think as a journal or thought tool, um, it's still got a place in my world, but it tends to me to be undated, uh, just sort of fitting the tool to my inconsistency. Hmm. Cool. I'm trying to think what I could say now, because Stu's pretty much stole my thunder. Um, I was going to say that, you know, data calendars are becoming less and less important in an increasingly digital world. You know, it's planner season. It's really, you know, as uh, Stu and I are just drooling over these silly, expensive leather um, diaries. Before you invest, think about your workflow. Think about how much redundancy would be in an analog system. But also consider how an analog planner could help you and if you can commit to it because i think there are cases you know sitting outside with a planner remember the days when 
we used to be able to go to a coffee shop and sit in a coffee shop on a Sunday morning and do your weekly planning. I, those are coming back. So, you know, maybe there is an option for this that works for you. Whatever it is, think about it before you just do a stew and myself kind of thing and buy one and try to avoid the rush to purchase something that will be great in January, but won't stick for the rest of the year. Given that that's coming from me, that's pretty rich me trying to give anybody, <laughs> don't buy something, but you know, give it a shot. Think about it. Um, really think about what your workflow is, how you're going to use it, how it's going to help you before you spend the money on it. Or be like Stu and I, um, use the Smithson or the Economist uh, links that are in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, Stu. Where can people find you on the internet this week? Uh, well, you can find me at uh, stuartlennon.com, where you'll find my writing. Uh, you can subscribe and catch up with uh, the goings-on for Sean, uh, the protagonist of my novel. Uh, we're, we're, we're in the third act now. It's all getting a bit exciting. Um, you can also find, well, great stationery at nerosnotes.co.uk. Uh, and you can find me at Stu Lennon on Twitter or even at Lime Consult talking very serious things about anti-money laundering and stuff. What about you, Justin? Where can people find you? Well, actually, this week I've been so busy with tasks around the house that I've kind of been hiding from the internet. Uh, if you want to find out more about me, justintwyford.com, you'll find links to my social media there, Twitter, JJ Twyford. Uh, if you want to see me well, following pictures of dogs because I'm looking for the nice part of Twitter. Uh, you can find both of us at stationeradjacent.com or you can email us at stationeradjacent at gmail.com. We really do love getting email and feedback from you guys. Uh, please like and review us on your podcast, Catch Your Choice. And we really do appreciate your recommendations to your friends and colleagues that you can talk out of spending money on a data planner or talk into, depending on which section of our conversation you listen to, um, because, you know, it helps us grow the show. Our next topic... A little out of time, according to Stu, because, well, we just missed the the official days for it. But we're going to talk about the importance of friendship. Something's been on my mind a little bit lately, especially working remotely full time. Until then, goodbye and stay productive. Yes, us. <laughs>